you know, everybody either has a period or they love someone with a period. And so it's, um, it just tugs at people's heartstrings and it's an easy way to help. Welcome to Nonprofit Voices, brought to you by the Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund, a $32.5 million grant program to support small nonprofits with less than $1 million in annual revenue that incurred demonstrable expenses or losses after March 3rd, 2021, after the pandemic. If that's you, apply. The link is in the description. This series is a short talk with the leaders of Michigan's nonprofit community, hence Nonprofit Voices. I'm your host, Shannon Kaysen. I'm a storyteller and podcaster, but this episode is not about me. Today's episode is about... I'm Lizzie Tate, Executive Director of Helping Women, period. We're a nonprofit that provides free menstrual products to those experiencing homelessness and low-income disparity. All of us remember March 2020. It changed the course of the entire world. Many of us were trying to stay safe from the pandemic behind closed doors. However, for the nonprofit sector, when the need is the greatest, that's when nonprofits give the most, even when there's not much to give. Lizney Tate of Helping Women, period, was no exception to this. So for most of 2020, it was me doing it myself and the need increased because people were out of jobs. We had a lot of restaurant workers who were signing up. Those food banks were so, so busy. And so, I mean, increased need, decreased help, and then prices started going up and we started not being able to get product. And this highlights the importance of the nonprofit relief fund. Oh, I think it's necessary. I think nonprofits have a a tendency to do as much as they can with as little as you can and operate from a place of lack, you know, like, oh, well, we're, we'll just make it through. And I think being able to support these other nonprofits is awesome. There's so many people doing so many really cool things in Michigan. And like the purpose of a nonprofit is to right, catch the things that fall through the cracks. The clock is ticking. And we don't want you to miss out on access to free funding, specifically for Michigan nonprofits, from the Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund. Grants ranging from $5,000 to $25,000 are available right now for Michigan nonprofits with annual revenue less than $1 million. Time is running out to apply. The application closes on May 5th, 2023. If you're unsure about how to fill out the application, Don't worry. Michigan Nonprofit Association has representatives on hand to answer your questions and help guide you through the process. So sign up for the free virtual office hours today. The link is in the description. And apply for the Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund at minonprofitrelief.org. Let's go back with Lizney Tate and how the idea for Helping Women Period came about. So I always call Helping Women Period an accidental nonprofit. We didn't really mean to start it. A friend of, an I, friend of mine and I both read an article and posted it on Facebook the same time in the middle of the night in January 2015. And it was an article about the lack of menstrual products for homeless women. And we were both gobsmacked. We thought, 
like we had never, that had never crossed our mind before to give pads or tampons. We'd given cereal, we'd given soup, but we'd never thought about that. We also assumed that there was some federal program like SNAP or WIC, Women, Infants, and Children, that would cover those products. And when we found out there wasn't a program that did that, we were, we just had to do something. So we thought, well, we'll have a breakfast. We'll invite 30 of our closest friends. We'll maybe make $500, buy a couple cases off of Amazon and give it to the local shelter. So we put it on Facebook on a Sunday. On Tuesday, we had to change the venue because we had 100 people coming, not 30. And on Thursday of that same week, we filed nonprofit paperwork because we had offers of like people wanted to support us from all over the world and we wanted to be as transparent as possible. So we had our breakfast, we raised about $4,000 and then we thought we want to keep this money in the community. We don't want to give it, you know, pay online and send it that way. So we looked around and we found a local janitorial supply company and talked to the owner and he had a daughter and he said, I can't imagine her not having what she needs when she needs it. So He's maybe going to work something out. So he said he'd sell it to us at cost as long as we bought 100 cases. And we were only prepared to do two, right? Like we were not ready for this, but we said, sure. (laughs) And that 100 cases was about $4,000. So we did that and we put them in our cars and in our living rooms. And then the homeless shelter we'd originally talked to only had room for two cases. So then we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with the rest. We didn't want to be another set of hands reaching out. We tried to put ourselves in, you know, our our target market's place. And we thought, it's already embarrassing enough if you have to ask for food. And nobody wants to talk about periods and nobody wants to talk about tampons. So they don't want to talk to us about, like, they don't want to ask us. We decided we'd partner with other nonprofits who already had that relationship. So we work with schools and homeless shelters and domestic violence shelters and food banks. And, you know, that's how it just kind of got started. That first year, we distributed about 33,000 pads and tampons. And we were like, this is amazing. Look at us. Um, (laughs) And then it just keeps snowballing. So we're in our eighth year, just started our ninth year, actually. Uh, Last year, we distributed 1.14 million products. And we're just in Michigan. So the need is there, obviously. We're just we just keep expanding. Like we started in Lansing and now we are um, in Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo, Jackson. We do some things in Detroit. We do some things in Flint. Um, so we're really just trying to get as much covered as we can. <laughs> Lizney's background didn't exactly lead to become an executive director of Helping Women, period. But it groomed her to recognize a need and to respond. So... I was born in a commune in Colorado, (laughs) and then um, my family moved to Stockbridge, Michigan, which is a little farming town right in the middle of Lansing, Jackson, and Ann Arbor, middle of nowhere, really. I went to school at Eastern Michigan University and was a teacher for a while. I helped start a charter school in Jackson called the Da Vinci Institute and taught there for a while, and then I had my own kids, and I... Um, My husband's work moved to Grand Rapids, so we moved to Lansing, and I've been here ever since. I, After I stopped teaching, I just became a stay-at-home mom, well, stay-in-the-car mom, because I was driving my kids everywhere, and (laughs) a volunteer. And so I was just volunteering, and then 
now I'm the executive director of Helping Women, period. So it's not a place that I ever thought I would be, but that's okay. It's <laughs> I'm having fun doing it. So that's that's the important thing, I think. And when I was a stay-at-home mom, um, my kids went to a Montessori school. So there's lots of parents that were take, you know, they, they were um, like, I don't know, I'm sure there's like this in every school, but there were a lot of smart people around me. And they were, they were just, you know, we're sitting around taking care of our kids, which is great. But I thought there's so much that could be done here with to keep people engaged and to make them feel, you know, part of the community. And so that's, I always, that's why I always volunteered because I just need to be involved and I need to talk to people. (laughs) And so volunteering is a really good way to be able to get out of my house when I had littles. The more Lizney talked about her background, the more evident volunteering has always been in her blood. My grandmother started a museum it's called the Waterloo Farm Museum. It's down south of Stockbridge. She started it in like 1967 or something. So we were always involved. She was always doing things. And so I ended up volunteering for the museum when I was five. You know, I'd go up and play in the kids' room. So people were walking by and they're like, oh, look at her. She's all. And so it's just been a part of our family life for, you know, as long as I can remember. Everyone goes and do, does things to help the community we're in. It's just like breathing. (laughs) Helping Women Period began in Lansing, Michigan, an area Lizney has come to know well. She shares about her commitment to Michigan's capital. So Lansing is an interesting place. Um, I've lived here for probably, oh, I don't even know. I've lived in this house for 20 years. So I've seen it change a lot too. When we moved here, I expected it to be more college oriented and it really isn't like East Lansing is college oriented, but Lansing is just, it's a really unique, well, I know every place is unique, right? (laughs) Um, um, But it's really community-based and I really, I also um, run a Facebook group that's a women's networking group that's just focused on Lansing and that started about the same time Helping Women Period did. So, you know, like it's always been my goal to make this a community that I want to live in and a community where like my, my, my jam like is not nonprofits. It's connecting people and <laughs> talking to people. And so that's what I wanted to promote. Yeah, we, we joke that it's the biggest small town <laughs> you've ever lived in because, yeah, you do know everybody. And- Helping people is a process. It begins with a passion to serve, and it evolves to become a system to efficiently help people in the best way possible while keeping that passion of service. When we realized that this was a problem and we started doing some more research and found out it was a problem everywhere, we wanted to create an organization that was easily replicable so somebody else could come in and go, oh, this is what you're doing. We can do that in Missouri or wherever else. And so, I mean, that was a really our intention in the very beginning when we decided we're going to do this. And we thought, I don't know, we we thought, oh, well, we can just do this part time and it'll be, you know, we'll just deliver to people we want to. And in the beginning, we just, it wasn't very organized. (laughs) And so, yeah, it just, we just kind of kept morphing and we kept thinking, well, what else can we do? How can we do this better? We kept looking at, you know, how are we keeping track 
uh, well, are we keeping track of our inventory? Oh, we should probably keep track of how much we give and how much we receive because people also wanted to donate product to us. And then we started thinking, well, how can we give these products discreetly? Like what other things are the people we're giving products to? How are they feeling? Are they homeless? Because our main goal was homelessness. And then we realized that in Lansing, homelessness, like the um, homelessness that people think of, you know, like people sitting on the corner, it's not that prevalent here, but there's a lot of uh, people who couch surf and there's people who are living with other family members. And then there's just low income disparity. And so we decided we were well, we'll start opening up to that kind of thing. And how can we hand out products discreetly? So then we started, we had a friend who was a seamstress and she said, oh, well, I can sew some bags. And so now we have groups of sewing, sewing groups that sew bags for us. And last year we gave out 10,000 handmade bags with product in them. And so, I mean, it just kept, I think our goal was to just keep looking at what we do and re-evaluating how we're doing it. And could we do it better? Could we do it more you know, could it be more streamlined? And I still do that. <laughs> oh, the need is huge. And I think another thing that's really helpful to our um, expansion is that, you know, everybody either has a period or they love someone with a period and they don't want that person to be uncomfortable. And so it's um, it just tugs at people's heartstrings and it's an easy way to help. As the stigma of talking about women's health and period poverty shifts to become a focus, Lisney has a hope for even greater changes. And she's not alone in her quest. I've, I've definitely noticed change. I think one thing that really helped propel us was that year, 2015, was a year when people really started talking about menstrual issues. And then, you know, like I think, well, I hear it all the time. So that's all I ever talk about. So maybe it's just me thinking that it's more easily spoken. And, but it really is. We have some amazing volunteers that are teens that are very active. When we worked on the tampon tax a couple of years ago, we had some teens that came with us. And, you know, we went and talked to legislators and they were just, this is the problem. This is why it's a problem. This is what we need from you. And I was like, wow, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I wouldn't have even looked at a legislator, right? Like much less talked about my period. So, um, but that's, you know, that's part of what we do too. Helping, helping women period does product and that's great, but that's just covering a symptom. We need to get to the root issue, which is stigma, period stigma, poverty stigma, um, education. We need to teach people about their bodies and teach other people that, you know, periods aren't political. They're not, it has nothing to do with sex, which is something that gets conflated all the time. And, you know, it's really a public health issue. So the more I can talk to people about the problem, like the real problem, the sooner we'll be able to stop this. Because I would really like to be legislated out of a job. You know, I would love for this problem to be solved. And I think it's, I think it's doable. To find out more about Lizney Tate and her work at Helping Women Period, contact them at helpingwomenperiod.org. If you are a Michigan nonprofit organization, apply for the Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund. 
This is a $32.5 million grant program to support small nonprofits with less than $1 million in annual revenue that incurred demonstrable expenses or losses after March 3rd, 2021 due to the pandemic. The Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund is being administered by the Michigan Nonprofit Association, MNA, and the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, LEO. Nonprofits do not have to be a member of MNA to apply for or receive grant funding, and the application will close on Friday, May 5th, 2023 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you need help with the process, sign up for the free virtual office hours today. The link is in the description. And to access the application, go to minonprofitrelief.org and look for the banner that says Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund. And make sure you subscribe for more Michigan Nonprofit Voices podcasts. I'm Shannon Kaysen. Talk to you soon.